Okay, uh, that was nice. Uh, we have your uh, photos and we'll call you if we decide. I, I have some new photos. No, these are good. You hated me, didn't you? No, you were good. You were very good. She was good. Huh? She had the personality of a zip code in Kansas. She was good, but she didn't have it. Hey, what do you mean, it? It. It's a special quality. No matter what is going on, you cannot take your eyes off that person. Every word they say, every gesture you're interested in. Do I have it? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? This is Mike Haber. And I'm Mike Mezgleski. And welcome to the 14th episode of the Jim Church School of Digital Underwater Photography. Since you're listening to a podcast that's dedicated to digital underwater photography, it occurred to the two of us that you might own digital underwater photo equipment. you got to get up pretty early to put it past the two of us, let me tell you. And because you put that very same equipment in the water, it also occurs to us that a discussion about taking care of that very expensive equipment of yours might be in order. Well, now that we're knee-deep in the dive travel season, there's no better time to discuss equipment care and maintenance. It doesn't matter whether you use a compact point-and-shoot camera or a more complex SLR. We all have the same goal keep the water on the outside of the equipment. Let's tackle this subject in three phases. Pre-trip, trip, and post-trip. Keep in mind, our use of the word trip can just as easily refer to a two-tank dive on a day boat or a two-week adventure in Tahiti. Your pre-trip responsibility is pretty simple. Do I have all the pieces? Well, at least it sounds simple. We can't tell you how many times one of our students arrived at a destination missing some critical component of their system. It might have been a strobe cord or a zoom gear, a specific nut or a bolt, an o-ring, or a dedicated battery or charger. There's a real simple way to avoid this. Prior to packing your camera system, put everything together. And we mean everything. Then pick the system up and walk around using it topside. Move all the controls, use all of the buttons, turn all of the knobs. You'll remember you need that zoom gear when you try to zoom during this dry run. Better to find out in your living room than at Bloody Bay Wall in Little Cayman. After you're satisfied that your system is complete and there's nothing missing, gather all of the accessories into one place. Now by accessories, we mean the extra O-rings, the O-ring grease, any tools that you need to put the thing together, spare batteries, battery chargers, you get the picture. Make sure that you've gathered it all in one place. Now comes the important part. Make an inventory list of everything there in front of you. The more detailed the better. This will come in very handy at least twice during your trip. Pre-trip, as you start the packing ritual, check off each item on your inventory list after you've put it in the case. 
This is especially useful as you distribute your equipment across several bags to stay below the airline weight limits. The second time that inventory list is going to come in handy is while you're packing to make your way home. You now have a way to ensure that you won't leave anything behind. Okay, you've gotten to your location and it's time to prepare for diving. For those of you who are paying attention, this is now the trip phase. It's important to treat your equipment as though you've never used it. This means that you've got to remove, clean, and grease the O-rings. One quick thought about O-rings and O-ring grease. Less is more. Now by that we mean there's no good reason to slather on the O-ring grease. O-ring grease by itself does nothing to waterproof your system. The whole purpose of O-ring grease is to help the O-ring slide on the sealing surface. A properly greased O-ring will appear shiny with no big gobs of grease anywhere. Excess grease has a way of snagging dirt and worse still, the dreaded loose hair. You know what a stray hair will do to an O-ring seal. As to brands of grease, we strongly suggest that you use the O-ring grease that your camera housing or strobe manufacturer recommends. There's a lot of technical reasons why some lubricants will not work properly with some O-ring materials, but works great with another. We don't need to give you a chemistry lesson here. The manufacturers have selected a specific grease for a reason. Use it, even if it means carrying multiple kinds of grease. Okay, so now let's get the O-ring out so we can clean it. Now here's an important note. Never, and I mean never, use a metal tool to remove an O-ring from its sealing surface. If you must use a tool, try out a guitar pick or a plastic credit card. Please, don't use a metal tool. No matter how careful you are, it only takes one slip to scratch a ceiling surface, and that scratch could put you out of commission for taking pictures. Prior to placing an O-ring into a piece of equipment, make certain the ceiling surface that the O-ring is going into is clean and dry. A soft, lintless cleaning cloth works best. We use a paper towel, and we fold it so we're not using the outer edge, only the center portion. A paper towel folded over several times works great for cleaning out an O-ring groove too. Okay, back to the O-ring. Check it for dirt or damage by looking at it and running it between your index finger and thumb. You'd be surprised how sensitive those fingertips are and what they may find on the O-ring. And don't forget to check the corresponding sealing surface before putting the O-ring in place. A small flashlight will help you spot any dirt, hair, or it should never happen to you, a scratch on the ceiling surface. Under the category of frequently asked questions, this one tops them all. How often should I clean my O-rings? Our answer, when they're dirty. Let's suppose you're on a week-long dive trip. It really isn't imperative to clean the O-rings after every dive. In fact, unless you put your camera system down in the sand during a dive, it will only be necessary to clean and re-lubricate those O-rings once during that week-long trip. Clean them when they're dirty, but to paraphrase, if they ain't dirty, don't clean them. With most systems, it's possible to replace the camera batteries or memory card by only removing the back of the housing. Now this means you only have to worry about one O-ring between dives. So what should you do with that O-ring? Simple. After carefully opening up the housing, Remove any beaded water from the O-ring and corresponding sealing surface with your lintless cloth. 
that's a folded paper towel if you're watching one of us do it. If the o-ring is clean, you're good to go for the next dive. Nothing else needed. If there's sand or some other debris on the o-ring, just repeat our cleaning method we just described. Now on to battery contacts. Occasionally, an invisible oxide layer can build up on the battery contacts of a strobe or the battery itself. If this should happen, the strobe or batteries may seem dead. That's the oxide preventing the flow of electricity. The oxide can be removed with a pencil eraser or a fine brass brush. Camera stores often sell pencil-length brass brushes. They look like mechanical pencils, but instead of a point, it has a cluster of brass bristles. These are great to travel with, and one or both, pencil with eraser or brass brush, should be a permanent part of your toolkit. Once you've got your system put together and ready to go for that first dive of the week, take it in the water, minus the camera. Now this gives you a chance to check the housing out at depth and ensure that nothing funky has happened to it since the last time you used it. You might have to duct tape a weight to the base or to one of the handles to compensate for that extra buoyancy without the camera inside, but this simple test is well worth it. After this initial deep water test, submerge your system in the rinse tank before every dive to check for leaks. Better to discover a leak in the freshwater rinse tank than at 60 feet down in the ocean. Oh, and by the way, if the boat doesn't have a freshwater rinse tank, find another boat. After each dive and before opening the strobe or housing, always immerse the system in fresh water. On a crowded boat, a quick dunk is sufficient, but every once in a while, when the rinse tank isn't too busy, get your system into the fresh water and work all the controls. This is especially true when you're ready to pack your gear for the trip home. Work all the knobs and controls that can move in water, even if you've never used that control. Now, a very important word about drying your system prior to opening up. Never, and we mean never, use compressed air to blow water off your housing or strobe. You may force water into your system beyond an o-ring, but worse than that, you might spray water onto someone else's open housing and ruin their digital camera. Always be a good camera table neighbor. Okay, so your trip is over. Now begins the post-trip phase. You've packed using your inventory list and made it home with all the parts, bits, and pieces. Now what? Put the whole thing together again one more time. That's what. Fill a container big enough to hold the system with fresh warm water. It would be a good idea to invest in a dedicated camera rinse container. We'd like to think that you weren't mixing concrete in it a month before. Fresh warm water is all that you need. Don't use any additives. We've seen some bad things happen to glass and o-rings from some people using a desalting additive. Please, don't do it. Once your system is immersed, work all the controls. If a control is meant to turn, turn it. If control shafts are meant to pull in and out, do that as well. After you've worked the controls a bit, change the water and do it again. Then let the whole thing sit overnight. This long freshwater soak will help dissolve any remaining salt. After the overnight soak, take the system out of the water and allow it to air dry. When it's dry, remove and clean the o-rings and clean the sealing surfaces. Relubricate the o-rings and only then put everything together for storage. And don't forget to clean and soak your metal arms and brackets too. With any metal to metal screw thread, you can apply a light coating of o-ring grease 
and here it doesn't matter which brand you use, to help keep the threads from corroding and freezing up. If you follow these suggestions, you can extend the life of your camera equipment and it will be ready to go the next time you pack for a dive trip. Well, that's it for this week. And once again, we're packing for another photo class. This time, we'll be spending next week aboard the beautiful Cayman Aggressor. We'll be joined by a boat full of wide-eyed photo enthusiasts, and we can hardly wait to share some stories and images with you in the next few weeks. So, don't forget, if you have any questions or some suggestions as to a future podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at jimchurchphoto.com and stop by the website at www.jimchurchphoto.com to check out the podcasts there as well. There it is. Until next Saturday, this is Mike Haber. And this is Mike Mizgleski. We wish you some safe diving and great photos. We will see you next time. Happy premise number one. Happy premise number one. There are no aliens. Happy premise number two. Happy premise number two. There is no giant foot trying to squash me. Happy premise number three. Happy premise number three. Even though I feel like I might ignite, I probably won't. <laughs>